Welcome into Bearcat Rewind, episode number 65 of the podcast coming to you, and we have a good one for you today. Joey Wittes only spent two seasons in Bearcat Green, but he etched his name as one of the greats to come through the program. In his two seasons, Northwest went 65-4. He set a school record with 780 points in his senior year and was a first-team All-American as he led the Bearcats to their second national championship. Now this current group of Bearcats are getting set to play in the national quarterfinal round against West Liberty, so we called on Joey Buckus to tell us what that last trip to Evansville was like from the player perspective. Bearcat Rewind is brought to you by the Northwest Foundation, providing support for the Northwest Alumni Association and the university's funding needs since 1971. More information is on Facebook or online at nwmissouri.edu slash alumni. And also Clarinda Regional Health Center, offering support to Southwest Iowa and Northwest Missouri each day during times of uncertainty through a local team of providers and nurses. More information at clarindahealth.com. Today's conversation with Joey Wittes gives us some background on the 2019 team and the mindset heading into an unpredictable 38-0 campaign. And you always hear the saying, once a Bearcat, always a Bearcat, and Joey shows that still rings true at his home up in Minnesota. Let's dive into this week's episode of Bearcat Rewind. Well, today on the podcast, we have Joey Buckets, Joey Wittes, joining us here, a Northwest Missouri State basketball player back in 2018 and 2019, transferred into the program from Minnesota State Mankato, and really just kind of two great years going down to Northwest Missouri State basketball history. 2019, the Northwest Missouri State record for points in a single season with 780. Joey, how have things been? We, we haven't talked to you here in, I think, a couple seasons. What's new with you? Yeah, first of all, just thanks for having me. I'm really excited to do this, and it's always fun to reflect back um, on that season, that senior year for me. Um, things are good, though. Things are good. I've been, um, you know, I've started my career in sales, and um, that's been going well. I recently got got married last summer, and still waiting to to have the wedding um, due to the pandemic, but hoping for this summer. Um, so things have been good. Things have been good. Well, that's awesome. Congratulations on all that, the, the career and, and getting married as well. And yeah, that's, there are so many other little things that kind of go along with the pandemic. We kind of focus on our own lives in general, but you do think about the bigger picture for others, a wedding, for instance, for you and, and just some other things that are put on hold that we're so used to seeing. And so it is nice to see that it feels like we're inching a little bit closer to some normalcy here right around the corner. And hopefully we have a good summer. We can see that, but I feel like a good baseline for that is going through and having a solid NCAA tournament. Um, so far, VCU in the men's side on Division One. Um, of course, they had their season ended due to COVID-19, and that's unfortunate. Knock on wood, though, things have gone well through the Division Two tournament thus far. We're in the Elite Eight now, and Northwest Missouri State has a chance to take on West Liberty, and a win will advance them into the national semifinals. How close are you following along with this team? Have you had a chance to watch some games throughout the year? Oh, yeah, I've, I've been watching every single game, and it seems like every game me, Tyler, Kirk, and Dre are always talking about it after the game and um, what we think, of course, now that we're all retired, what we could have done better and whatnot. <laughs> but um, I've been really impressed with this team. And, you know, aside from just the basketball part, um, the focus and sacrifices you have to make, um, sacrifices out of your college experience um, day in and day out to – you know, make sure you stay healthy and are doing the right things. So I think, I mean, all college athletes this year have had to sacrifice a lot. So it's been very impressive 
um, especially with the, a lot of young guys on this team as well. So you mentioned that sacrifice and staying healthy and, and everything going into it. And in the COVID year, it's especially difficult. You're trying to avoid it and stay healthy and keep the team out there playing. For you specifically, when you're playing, a couple years at Minnesota State, a couple years at Northwest Missouri State, you only missed one game your entire career. The rest of them, you started every single one, freshman through senior year, outside of that one contest. What is it about, of course, they say the best ability is availability. What was it for you that night in, night out, you're battling that soreness, the fatigue, everything going into it, but you still suited up and you're ready to go? Yeah, I'd say I'd say a couple of things. Um, first of all, I just look back at um, you know kind of that elite eight and the the injuries that I had, Diego had, um, and everyone was banged up a little bit. So um, you know, Nick Peters and that whole training staff, and even my training staff back at Mankato, um, they get a lot of credit. They take care of us and make sure our bodies are right, um, and just make sure our mental health is is right as well. Um, so I give them a lot of credit. And I think for myself, um, <laughs> the nice thing for me is I was more of a more of a three point shooter, so um, less ground to cover cover on the court, not necessarily always going inside to the inside the paint. Um, so I think that was nice for me. And then um, also just that I wasn't the most most athletic person out there either, so um, saved some energy there. But I think it's just having that mindset going into to every game and um, just seeing it as. And this is something that Coach um, Coach Mack preached all the time. Every workout, every game you go into, treat it like a championship game. And, you know, you want to be ready for that championship game. You want to be healthy for that. Um, so whether it was getting a good night's rest, uh, making sure you saw the trainers each day, um, he took a lot, of, a lot of pride in that and showed us the importance of that. Um, and I think as a team, we all um, followed along there. So modest, downplaying your, your athletic ability out there. But <laughs> you go back to 2019, uh, going to Evansville uh, for the first time as a senior, the first time Northwest making it there as uh, the Elite Eight moving there after the previous time it was in uh, Sioux Falls, South Dakota for the Bearcats. How crazy was that week for you? You mentioned that battling an injury during that Mercyhurst game. Uh, the next round was hammering St. Anselm. Then you knock off Point Loma and NBA prospect Dalton Hamas as he was getting so many headlines going into that game, uh, and the Bearcats win it all. What was that week like, spending some time there in Evansville? Yeah, it was. I loved it. I mean, I reflecting back on it, I always thought how cool it would be to have the Elite Eight in Sioux Falls um, for myself, just being next to Minnesota and being able to have a lot more family and friends um, come out and make it. But Evansville was great the hotel right across from the gym. Um, I think for myself personally, after I got injured that first game, I think that kind of helped me because my only focus was just trying to get healthy and trying to be able to play in the next game where um, in a tournament that big, an Elite Eight tournament, um, there's a lot of distractions, outside distractions, the hype of the tournament and everything, um, and players can get caught up, caught up in that for sure. Um, so I think to help calm the nerves in a weird way, um, that injury helped me a little bit because my main focus was just trying to get healthy and trying to get back out there. Um, you know, you play Wednesday, you play Thursday, and then you have a day off um, and play Saturday again. So, uh, you know, everyone gets banged up, especially other guys on other teams as well. So it's just having that mentality of, as a team, um, you know, this is what you played for all year. 
you know, all the hard preseason workouts and everything. So just next game, next game, and um, do whatever it takes. It was nice to have that off day on Friday before the championship to really um, rest and get healthy um, and do whatever it took. When you think back about it, what sticks out to you about that game against Point Loma and winning a national championship and just, you know, taking Northwest Missouri State to the pinnacle once again? Yeah, that was, um, you know, reflecting back on that championship game, um, it kind of goes back to early on in that season. We didn't have a lot of expectations around us as a team. Um, I think losing all those seniors the year before and all of them being starters, um, I think a lot of people from the outside didn't think we would really have a chance to even win conference um, or make it to um, the Elite Eight at all. So I think I reflect back on that and just see it was so cool how we all came together as a team and as a coaching staff. And, I mean, it just felt like it was us against the world. Um, and that's the other thing is we, I think that kind of helped us in the long run because we didn't put any pressure on ourselves necessarily. There wasn't any pressure of, oh, you have to win it all, otherwise it's a bad season because I think a lot of outside perspective was, oh, they're not going to be that good anyway. Um, so we just went into every game trying to prove something to ourselves and prove to everyone else that, no, we still have a lot of talent here. Um, so fast forwarding to after that championship game, once we won it, I think it was just really cool, um, you know, hanging out with the guys after the season and just reflecting back and be like, man, what did we just accomplish? I think I even look back to it now and a lot of the guys do as well. And we're still in shock um, to go undefeated that year. Um, it's, it's still just like, man, how did that happen? Um, but it was, it was such a fun experience. At 38, no. And, and you mentioned you don't put any expectations on yourselves either. You don't put pressure on each other. You just say, Hey, we believe in each other. Let's go. But then all of a sudden you're, you're 15, and 0, you're 20, and 0, you're 30, and 0. at what point do some of those expectations of that pressure come in to where it's like, all right, we're the number one team in the country. We're unbeaten. Uh, people are now expecting us to go win another, another national championship. Does that creep in at all at any point late in that year? Um, you know, for myself, and I think I can speak for most of the team as well, not really. I mean, we were such a weird, goofy group. Um, <laughs> each day in practice, it was very, you know, obviously they were intense and we, we worked really hard. But we always kept it light, always were goofing around, always having fun. Um, so I think that's just the mentality we had through the conference tournament, through the um, you know, central region part and then the Elite Eight. I would say the two times I really felt it was um, the Emporia, I believe it was Emporia State we played in the first round of the MIAA tournament, only ended up winning by three there. Um, that was one where it was like during the game, man, we might lose this and, you know, there goes our undefeated season. And then obviously the championship game, you start to feel those nerves. Um, but I think, I think that's what helped us out so much throughout that whole year. Uh, the group of guys that we had, we had such a great bond together. We had such a fun time, um, outside of just basketball. And I think that helped us keep kind of some of that pressure off. Going back to that game against Point Loma, we were talking with Ryan Hawkins 
late last week about signature moments. You know, Trevor Hudgens had one against Northern State, knocking down that that three to send it into overtime, and the Bearcats go on to win it there. I mean, the signature moment from that championship game has to be loose ball, shot clock winding down. You get it just inside half court and just kind of turn and throw it up, and it goes in. About five minutes left. I think that made it a double-digit game, and all of a sudden it's like, this game's over, right? Like, Northwest is just doing everything right at this point. Do you remember that feeling on the floor? And, and did you have that sense of, man, we're going to win this thing? Yeah, I. Um, that was definitely a signature moment. Uh, I remember, yeah, Trev had lost it. Um, and I knew that he could throw it back to me. And then Hawk kind of came in the middle. Um, and I was like, oh, he's not going to get it to me. And then Hawk tipped it. And somehow I grabbed it, tossed it up, and... Um, you know, sometimes to win a championship, you need to get lucky a little bit and it went in. But I do remember right because there was a timeout right after that. Um, and I just remember thinking to myself and talking to the guys in the huddle, like, this is ours. I mean, there's, there's no way we're losing this now. Like, let's finish it out strong. Um, we had all the momentum. I think it put us up 10, like you said. Um, and I was just like, there's no way we're, we're losing this now. And then the other big moment for myself that I remember that game is uh, Ryan Hawkins had hit a three right before halftime. And I think that was a very – I think the shot that I hit kind of took over that signature moment, but I think that was, if not a bigger moment than my shot because we had been struggling kind of that first half, um, hadn't really been able to separate the lead at all. Um, And then that, that shot put us up, I think, like three or four at halftime and really gave us some momentum to come into the second half. Um, and so I, I, that shot from Hawkins was a big signature moment as well. That's such a fun game to go back, and I think NCAA.com still has on the website. It's probably on YouTube just to go go back and watch it occasionally, and uh, a lot of fun memories coming from that one. But to get to that point, to have Northwest hoist the trophy in 2019, to win it all there in Evansville, a couple pr- seasons prior to that, you are at Minnesota State. You decide it's time to transfer. Um, you're leaving a place that's essentially home for you there up in Minnesota. What was that process like of, all right, I'm ready to go. I'm going to find somewhere new. Did you know it was Northwest Missouri State? Um, did you have somewhere else in mind? How did all that come together? Yeah, so I think it was, I want to say, I can't remember if it was my freshman or sophomore year, but we had played Northwest one of the years um, in the, the region and so that's kind of how I became familiar with Northwest um, when I decided to transfer from Mankato it just wasn't wasn't the right fit for me there um, so you know I put my name in the transfer portal and I had no idea what I was going to do I had been thinking in my head before that I was going to you know maybe just go somewhere division three and have it be a little bit less serious um, have a little bit more more time in, the, in my summers and whatnot um, I really had no idea what I was going to do. I remember the week I put um, my name in the portal, then I had gone on vacation after, so I wasn't really hearing from a lot of coaches because I was out of the country. Um, but I think I just needed a break. And then Coach Mack had reached out to me um, the day I got back from vacation. He had been um, – tr- I think he had texted me while I was on vacation and then called me um, when I got back in the States. Went down there that week, um, that Thursday, for a visit and driving home with my dad on, I think it was Friday, 
Saturday, whenever it was that weekend, and I instantly knew right then. I'm like, this is this is the place I want to go to. Um, you know, I I didn't really have any desire to go Division One, um, and I could just tell right as soon as I got down there, um, hanging out with some of the guys, playing with the guys. Um, it was the right way. They played the game the right way. They cared for each other. You could tell, and I know every school says this, the family culture, but um, I think it's just a, a family community down there in Northwest, and it's really cool to be a part of that and to um, have left some sort of impact on that community as well. And, you know, if you look at Northwest Missouri State, in recent years, I mean, transfers have been pretty rare to come into Coach McComb's squad. You really have to fit kind of a certain criteria and a certain mold, it feels like. Were you put through the ringer by Coach Mack when you came down? And, and is it easy to have kind of an open, deep conversation with a coach you really don't know that well to make sure it's the right fit for you and for them? Yeah, I think, um, I don't know, all the guys said this, that when I was on my um, on my visit there, that when we, we played all together, just kind of scrimmage, that Mack had put, I think, Pitts on my team, I think Brett on my team, Doherty, and uh, put some of those guys on my team to try to let me get a feel of what it would be like to, to really play there. Um, but, yeah, we went, we went into his office, and I think the really cool thing about Mac is he just tells it how it is. He doesn't try to necessarily sell the program. Um, he doesn't try to um, make it seem greater than what it is. He just tells it honestly how it is. Um, you know, he talked about how hard preseasons were going to be. Um, but I think that's what I was looking for. I was looking for just honest, direct, um, you know, we're here to win and that's what we do. Not so much of the, Oh, these are what our facilities look like. This is what the gears that we get, you know, especially being two years into college basketball. Um, that stuff didn't matter to me at all. It was about coming in, being a part of a team, being a part of something special and, um, you know, playing the right way. Um, so I really give Mac a lot of credit for that as well. Your first year here, your junior season, uh, a good season. Northwest goes 27-4, and but a first-round exit from the NCAA tournament. Of course, Justin Pitts getting injured there uh, played a big role in that, too. What changed, though, going from year one to year two for you? I think you averaged 11 points per game the first season. And, of course, you know, Justin Pitts being out there and some other uh, seniors on that team make that a little bit different to where you have a different role. But then you jump up to 21 points per game. You're an All-American. You're doing a little, bit, a little bit of everything for Northwest. Year two, was it just more of, all right, they know me. They know what I'm capable of. I'm just going to kind of come out here and play basketball. Yeah, I think, um, you know, no, no matter how great of a program it is or no matter how great of a player it is, um, it's really hard to transfer. And I think that first year, um, I'd be lying if it wasn't difficult just trying to find where I fit in and, um, kind of my place on the team and you know everyone on that team all the coaches gave me all the confidence in the world um, which was super helpful but you know it is difficult just being the new guy kind of feeling like a freshman again coming into a program um, especially a school about six hours away from home you know I didn't know anyone on the team or even anyone at the school so I think that was a challenging part um, in that first year and then fast forwarding to senior year I just go back to there wasn't any expectation of us from the outside. And, you know, that summer, you know, I really took some time off and away from basketball and just took time to, you know, continue to work out. But 
stay off the court a little bit and, um, you know, just refresh my mind. And then, so then coming into that senior year, it was kind of like, Hey, this is my last year. Like I'm just going to go out there and not necessarily care what other people think. I'm going to go out there and play my hardest. Um, you know, me and Dre were the two seniors and you know, I knew that I had to be a leader now and, um, be a role model to continue the culture on year in and year out after that. So I think I really just put a focus on, on that and playing together as a team. And then obviously, I mean, having Trevor, having Diego and having Hawkins that senior year, we all just clicked so well and wealthy. We all just clicked so well um, out there and moving, moving the ball together so well that it allowed everyone on that team just to play so freely. Um, and we really complimented each other. And I remember going back to your senior year, that first game, the small college basketball national hall of fame classic in St. Joseph playing Northern state. And that was kind of like the eye opener of, all right. I mean, this team's here to play once again. You knew it was Northwest. You knew they'd be good, but you're not sure of where they're actually at on that broad spectrum of, of division two basketball teams. But Trevor Hudgens hits a bucket in late in regulation to send the game into overtime. You guys hang on to win that one, I think, by two points there at the Civic Arena. It's very fitting, don't you think, that just last week, Northwest Missouri State and Northern State goes into overtime thanks to a Trevor Hudgens bucket once again? Yeah, I mean, that, that shot was incredible. That whole game was, I'm still in shock. I don't know what's more shocking, us winning the championship or just how that game turned out because that was, <laughs> Um, I mean, and it's, it's so cool to see it a different perspective watching as a fan now instead of, um, being a player. But the way that Trevor has come, even since, um, freshman year, um, our championship year, I mean, he just continues to get better and better. And obviously Hawkins is Hawkins. He does what he does. Um, and then Diego is just a, just a dog out there. So those three, they're so fun to, to watch together and um, it's, it's been really cool from an outside perspective to see how they've grown since I've been there even. How are you watching these games? Are you sitting on the couch and just kind of sitting back quietly watching? Are you standing up and yelling? Are you like a fan now sitting back on the couch watching these games? Um, I would say at the beginning of, the, uh, beginning of this season, I started out sitting, um, but now every game I'm standing right next to the TV, <laughs> just glued to it. Um, my, my wife usually, um, starts watching the game with me and then gets annoyed at me yelling, um, at the TV and then we'll go upstairs and finish it out. But, um, I think that's fun also because I get really emotional about it. One, because I care about that program, care about those guys on that team. Um, but two, it's from being a former player, I know the expectations. I know the different defensive coverages they're supposed to be doing. I know the different plays they're running, um, so, you know, when I do see mistakes out there and whatnot, that's when I really get emotional, um, even though I know I made plenty of mistakes as well. But um, when you kind of have like, oh, this is what you're supposed to be doing, you get emotional about it, and that's when you start yelling at the TV. I think it's so cool, too. We have so many guys from the Midwest and from this area, and, you know, they, they come into Northwest, and it's kind of, well, yeah, you know, Hawks from up in Iowa, and, and Trevor's from over in Manhattan, Kansas, Diego down the road in St. Joseph, and you just kind of, of course, they're meant to be Bearcats. They're two hours away. They're coming here. I think it's so cool to have you know yourself up in Minnesota, six, seven hours away, and you come in here for a couple of seasons. You get 
inside the culture and, and just a bear cat for life. I think that's so cool to, to see that emotion still pouring out a couple of years later that uh, you still have the bear cats. Oh yeah. Yeah. I'll be, I'll be this emotional about it forever. I think, um, you know, when I transferred that, that year after my sophomore year, um, again, I was just burnt out. Didn't really know what I wanted to do with basketball. Um, and coming down to Northwest, the community, um, the school, the teachers, the other students, I mean, the coaches, and obviously my teammates, um, you know, really just changed my life and, like, had such an impact on me positively towards the game of basketball as well. So I'll always be very thankful for that opportunity to go down there. Um, and it is it's very cool. Even my family is still very, very emotional about Northwest and loves watching every single game. Um, and even just that some of the – some of the culture is, you know, I've seen on Twitter, some of the high school reporters have been tweeting about it, you know, the time that I was there at Northwest. And um, there's a couple of high school coaches that I know watch uh, Northwest very closely um, because they're just huge fans of how they play the game. So it's cool to see, um, you know, some of that culture being exposed up here in Minnesota as well. Um, but, yeah, I keep trying to tell Matt to, to recruit more kids up here, but um, he seems to like mainly the, the Kansas City area. <laughs> you got to start that pipeline or, or keep it going, I guess, since you got to start it. Yeah, All right. I, exactly. I got, I got two more for you, probably the, the most important questions of the interview. Um, first, where did the, the nickname Joey Buckets originate from? I think that was Mac, if I remember right. And I don't necessarily remember when. He started started calling me that. I think my perspective of it is he was surprised at some of the, the shots I was maybe hitting or um, my lack of athleticism, but then somehow <laughs> it would go in. So I think I would say that's maybe where he got the inspiration for it. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't remember when it started necessarily, but um, it was kind of cool also to see in that championship game when I hit that shot, the announcer even had caught on to – to Joey Bucket, so that was just a fun, fun little moment there. That's, is that on your your business card up there in Minnesota? <laughs> it should be. <laughs> sure. Maybe I'd get more get more business then. <laughs> All right, last one. Um, so Coach McCollum just can't say enough good things about your hair. Like he absolutely <laughs> is. He loves your hair. What's the secret there? Oh, man, just wake up and, and shower and dry it off with the towel and let it flow. Is that all natural then? <laughs> it's, all, it's all natural, no gel or anything. Um, yeah, just kind of letting it, letting it flow. And that's the, I mean, I look back at some of these games um, from my senior year, and I'm like, man, I can't believe I had my hair that long. But, you know, with Coach Mack being all superstitious, superstitious it kind of came a superstition for me as well. So, I couldn't cut it then, and um, now I keep it a little bit more cleaner, trimmed up. There was a, a picture that was on the website that I was going through, and, and you can kind of click it, and it pops up with what the file name is on the Northwest website. And apparently Coach Mack also got that down to uh, Colin McDonough, the SID, because one of the pictures of you going through the lane in a game was titled uh, Joey Witta's Hair. So <laughs> it's a big deal, well, maybe, I guess. Maybe Mack's just a little bit jealous. He a little bit. <laughs> uh, Joey, it's great catching up with you. Um, congratulations on getting married, the new job. Hopefully the actual wedding and reception are able to come up here pretty soon with uh, hopefully COVID going away. But uh, great talking to you and, and hope to see you again soon. Yeah, thanks again for having me on here. And, um, yeah, hopefully the Bearcats can 
come out with another national championship here this week. Well, thanks again to Joey Wittes for coming on the podcast and chatting with us today. Always great catching up with Joey. In case you missed it, over the last few weeks, our guests have included John McCarthy from Small College Basketball, kind of giving a breakdown of this upcoming Elite Eight. Lori Hopkins, the Northwest Missouri State Deputy AD. Zach Schneider, the Northwest Missouri State Men's Assistant Basketball Coach, and many more. So be sure to check out those archived podcasts. Thanks to Alex Kurt, a professor here at Northwest Missouri State, producing our intro and outro music. And thank you for listening to Bearcat Rewind. Please subscribe, rate, review, tell your friends about the podcast. I'm Matt Tritton. We will talk to you again next time.